All right, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Lucas McNelly. With me today is the director of Potential Inertia and also the founder of the Oil Valley Film Festival, which is September 4th through 6th, maybe, in Oil City, Pennsylvania. Matt Croyle, thanks for joining me. Hi, Lucas. How are you today, man? I am doing okay. Uh, I've had How? Like a headache for a week, and I don't know what. Oh no, that's was. not good, man. No. Um, no. How is how is Maine? It's okay. The weather is kind of fucking with us a little bit. Well, I'm it, sure. Uh, it snowed like a week ago. We got like six inches of wet snow out of nowhere. And yeah, it that's... was just like, what the fuck is this? I didn't ask for any of this shit. Um, and it's been, and then it snowed again like two days ago. We got, we woke up, we had like a dusting on the ground. And you run too? Have you been able to yeah. do any running? Yeah, some, some. The thing with running now is like, you, it's really good for you know keeping your immune system healthy, which is key right now. Yes. And you can do it outside. And I live in a pretty rural area, so I don't really see a lot of people when I do that, although it's yeah. a lot more than normal. But also you're, you're not like, really running into a lot of people. See what I did there? Yeah, it's very good. It was but really it's not bad. Like, it was it's really not like bad. you're in downtown like Pittsburgh and you're running on those trails or anything. Right. You know, it's like Yeah, completely road. different story. Yeah. And so but the thing is when it's 40 degrees and raining, you're like, do I really want to run five miles in this and catch my death of cold? It's just like the voice in your head going, you're, you'll catch your death of cold, you know. And yeah. So it's been a little hit or miss. So how are you doing? You're in New Orleans now, right? I, I am. I've been down here since the beginning of February, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, I really did. Um, especially, you know, I mean, it's, it's everywhere down here, unfortunately, yeah. because this is not a rural area, and... I really have to be careful even just walking up the street to go to the store to get like milk and eggs and like, right. so, yeah, it's a whole different story. I'm in Jefferson Parish, which is um, not quite New Orleans Parish, but you know, within the metro area, um, you know, it's only a, it's only 15 minute drive to downtown. So oh, wow. uh, we're right there. We're in the middle of it. And uh, yeah, it's a scary time, but you know, just trying to, trying to be safe about it. And that was a hot spot, right? Or has that gotten better? I mean, it really, it, I don't think it's really gotten better per se. Right. Well, um, yeah. Maybe um, it's not spreading as fast, but like on a, a much smaller scale than you would want it to not spread. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at places like that aren't taking things seriously right now. And I'm like, just, pointing my finger going like that they're, they're next yeah. they're totally next and it's unfortunate but it's it is a weird time and and i know that you wanted to uh you had prefaced this whole thing with wanting to talk to me about like what the what what the fuck do we do now as far what as like fuck? artists as far as like filmmakers yeah. as far as like writers and it's a really weird time because we are kind of relying on like things like this platform that we're on right at this very moment Mm -hmm. um, I literally did a film festival uh, PI, which came out back in 2014. Uh, uh, there was a there's a, a lady uh, and her her partner who run the Bedford Falls Film Festival. Excuse me, Bedford Falls Film Festival, and it they they were only in their second year here this year, 
and they were going to hold it in New York City. And unfortunately, oh, with everything that was happening, you can't do it. And they're a, a strictly black and white film festival, so my film fit. And even though you know it came out, yeah. you know, six years ago or five and a half years ago. Um, can't be she, super picky when you have a black and white film festival. She, she had totally asked me, like, uh, can we play it? And I said, sure, that's great. So I, I kind of attended virtually. Like, we all sat on Zoom, and they streamed all the movies over Zoom with people chiming in and uh, being able to hold Q&As directly after each film played with the actual filmmakers. And so it worked, but it's like... Did they, like, share the screen on Zoom, and you all sort of sat there on the side? Yes. And like muted yeah. yourself. Yeah. Oh, and just okay. watched and just watched movies. So I mean that worked, but like yeah, it's it's really it's really strange right now because there's so many larger festivals that don't have the capability to maybe just do something. I mean, the technology is still kind of sketchy in a sense where you're not getting, you know, full quality mm -hmm. high def stuff because you're obviously working with um large bandwidth uh especially when more people are on yeah and so like you know the stream itself isn't is going to be going to be what uh people want it to be but uh yeah it's weird it's, it, i'm i'm part of a group right now of um we have our own film festival uh directors group on facebook uh and there's people in there from large festivals there's people in there from smaller festivals like mine and like uh cindy's and and we're all kind of going through this strange time at the same time. And the questions are all the same. Like, how do we, how do we do this? Are there platforms? You know, people are literally right now just trying to develop platforms just to enable events to happen in real time online without people having to be together. And it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. So what do you, how, if you had to give me a percentage right now, Oil, Oil Valley. I keep wanting to call it the Oil City Film Festival. Yes. For all the reasons. Um, the oh. Oil Valley. What do you think? Percentage odds that it happens live, on schedule. I'd say right now it's a fifty-fifty shot. Fifty-fifty. Right. Um, because, um, it's Pennsylvania, and right now Pennsylvania um, is all about opening back up again. And yeah. um, <laughs> they're trying to do that here too. Yeah. Um, and uh, I still think, honestly, I still think it's too early, early for uh, anywhere in the United States to do that. And so I think that that is probably a negative thing as far as me getting the film festival open mm -hmm. on time. Especially that or, part oh, of Pennsylvania. Especially that part, that rural Pennsylvania between Pittsburgh and Erie and there's just yeah people they don't seem super convinced of no time. there's only like seven cases in all of Venango County right now oh I mean that's not bad that's right it's great that's more that's fewer than here right it's great and everything um but you know it my, my my concern is once people start moving around again uh that because they, they, they don't seem to think that it's real or that it's a real thing. Um, and, and it does start um, appearing, uh, it's going to pretty much overtake the entire population. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I'm scared about because, 
because I mean, it's such an isolated area and like everybody sees everybody all the time. And mm -hmm. it's like, so, so for me, it's, it's like, I want, I want to keep the film festival there. And, 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 you know, the, the plan, even with me moving down here is to just to go home every year, have the film festival. The idea of the film festival was to bring movies from all over the world to that area so people could enjoy them and see things that they wouldn't normally see, you know, in their, you know, multiplex every weekend. Um, and, you know, bring some, bring some culture from around the world to rural Pennsylvania. And that, you know, I want to continue to do that. But this year is very scary just for the fact that like, this is all happening right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. Fingers crossed, man. Just yeah. fingers crossed that I, I'm, I'm able to do it. And I direct some road races now here because that's just something that ended up happening to me. Right. And because um, that's something I would end up doing. Um, and so I have a half marathon that is the 26th of September. And we're doing it. We're, fuck it. We're, we're running the thing. Right. It's really, it's really small and it's a lot easier to do something like that. You then know, to pack so, a bunch of people like into a small room. Into a room. So the plan, the current plan now is if things are, unless it's like a, like the government comes in and says, no, you can't do it. Right. The plan now is we have, um, you can register and you can run the race anytime in the week up before race day. That's whenever pretty, you want. So you yeah. midnight, 2 a.m., whatever. The hook for the race is that it's the hardest half marathon in the Eastern United States. Nice. Sure. So we're not letting people do it virtually because what, then they can just do it at, you know, something. Just send a time in or something. Yeah. Right. Um, which is what a lot of races are doing. And then we're going to just, we'll stagger the start if we have to. Which makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, as long as you're doing it in a safe capacity um, and you're using, uh, you know, uh, CDC protocol, I, I don't see a problem with, with actually going out. Like today I wanted to go out and like throw a baseball around and like, I have nobody to throw a baseball around with right now. So it's like, it's like when you're so, a kid, you're throwing it against the wall. Right. I mean, so I get it. I get it. But you know, on the other hand, you know, these, that's the problem with, with uh, the art scene and like live music venues and film festivals right now is because you literally all have to be pretty much on top of each other. And I don't want to be responsible. So even if I was to get, you know, the go ahead, it's ultimately up to me to look at the numbers and look at percentages and look at, uh, you know, the dangers of it. Uh, and it's ultimately up to me to, to say, do I want to be responsible for all of these people getting sick and possibly dying? Sure. Um, is it worth me having the event live this year if that's still you know a, yeah. a high percentage thing to happen yeah n no definitely not so i'm gonna have to like play it by ear for now and as of right now yeah it's a 50 50 shot so we'll see how it how it goes yeah our store it's they're like the state's going well we think these this is the date for retail and we're like we don't give a shit what your date is for retail we're gonna <laughs> at that date we'll look at it and we'll make our own decision right and it will probably be at least two weeks after that date yeah. Where we'll go, okay, now, but we're in a nice advantage, a nice situation where we do most of our sales online. So if nobody comes into the store, it's not the end of the world. Right. And, it's I mean, not it's the end all be all of it. The business isn't going to fail just right. because you can't go into the store. Right. right. But we are losing the summer tourists, which kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, and that's a big part of, big part of stuff up there too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you, 
I've known, we've known each other forever. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. You, you worked on Blanc de Blanc. Um, yeah. I stopped, I stopped ago. in for a day to, yeah. to, to, to be on set and wrangle cats and, and, and the chaos. pick out, uh, pick out, um, uh, uh, reflections of, of, uh, cameras and televisions and all kinds of fun stuff. So, yeah. But so I've known you for a while. And so you're always the, I've always noticed that you are doing like a million things, which is why I want to talk. So I feel like you have a pretty good broad scope of what's going, what's going on and what sort of things. Cause you kind of try a lot of different stuff. I think, I think you have to, I don't know. That's just me. I mean, you don't have to, but I guess I have to. So, yeah. I mean, some people, they find something that works and they do that. You right. don't do that. You try every fucking thing under the sun. I think that's a good thing, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. So, but where do you, like, what do you think's going to, what do you think's going to sort of, in the next three months, what are the technologies, what are the sort of like platforms that you think are going to sort of come to the forefront that we wouldn't automatically well, I think there's even been a a distinct shift from if you look back and look at even with like say something that uh, maybe people understand right now is like Vimeo on demand or um, what did you use back in the day? What was your what was your preferred platform I like to stream? Vi- I used Vimeo, um, but Vimeo is not really like they've sort of changed their whole business model. Right. And I think that's kind of the the way it's going. Now they, uh, when we released my movie back in 2014, um, I, I used a company which Vimeo actually bought and integrated into them, which was called VHX. And there's a lot of, there was a lot of um, possibility to upload like a single film. So say if you're like a filmmaker and you have like one single movie, and you don't have like a whole series of films or a whole library of episodes right. or stuff like that. You could just upload one thing. You could charge, uh, you know, a rental fee and uh, or download fee or whatever, and you could you could do that. But now the thing that's it's kind of, that all that's kind of taken a back seat, and there aren't there aren't many places like that anymore. And it's all OTT stuff, which is like build your own Netflix pretty much like, so mm-hmm. you're seeing that happen a lot and, and Vimeo's changed its platform to more, you know, along the lines of that. So you don't really have the option to upload like a single flick anymore and charge right. people to download it or rent it. And so that's a problem. I think, uh, I, I think that the possibility uh, that we could maybe bring, bring that back for, you know, smaller indie filmmakers, I think would be a, a really good idea to have the capability that maybe we could, you know, those companies that are now more OTT based uh, could maybe bring back like a single upload kind of thing for, you know, for filmmakers. I think that would be a smart thing to do. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Um, Music wise, you know, you have your, you have your sound clouds and you have your other stuff, but then again, you know, you're, you really, I think, you're really limited to any kind of making any kind of money off of that stuff. I mean, you have like what, like CD baby and like all those places that CD baby still around. I think so. But like, you know, I I don't know how to make money off of music online. Like I don't even know how to play music. I would not even, you know, know the first thing about doing that. Um, But so I don't know. I don't know, man. It seems to me that like the trend now is, is more subscription based 
It really is. You know, like I think Patreon. Patreon, I, yeah. I'm really high on Patreon. I think that's, I think the next six months to a year, Patreon's going to get pretty big. Um, because I think if you just say to someone, like it's those, those micro things of $2 a month or whatever, right. like you right. forget about them. Yeah, I mean, you card, do, but your credit card expires and then. <laughs> but things like Patreon, um, I, 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 I question because like some artists can't really work maybe under the pressure of putting something new out every week. Right. And so like, do you really want to sign up for this thing to where you're forced to put out a new video every week just so you know you can keep around six people who are giving you two dollars every month um yeah so it's weird man it's weird um and and it's i guess maybe super great if you're uh if you're someone who makes a film a year right right uh you know but that's the thing about the audience engagement and and uh keeping staying with your babies i guess in a sense uh like my movie you know i i still i still push it i still have it available online and you know i'll still tweet about it and be like hey if you want to rent this or download it and you know obviously it came out how many years ago um does that still work is there like how how long is the tail on that do you find um it's relatively gone at this point um you know i could i could even say like it's you know maybe i'll get some some traffic hits on it but nobody's I, yeah, put, nobody's downloading it nobody's renting it anymore no so I you know on uh, youtube and it got like 40 something views right and i was like yeah whatever which is still cool and everything and it's it's out there to the world now and it lives for free which yeah. you know i should you know i mean i have i still have potential inertia submitted to a couple of things um on film freeway that i'm waiting to hear from um, once I figure out what's going on with those, I'm going to end up putting it online so people can just have it. The world can have it and I can put it behind me and not have to worry about it anymore. What is the, um, cause I haven't submitted anything to a film festival in, uh, a long time. Okay. Um, what is that like for a filmmaker now? It's a lot easier. Um, that's nice. I know that uh, for the longest time for any way to do it, it was either physical copy or was used like without a box online. Mm-hmm. Now, without a box had not updated their software or, or changed their website in, in probably 12 years before Film Freeway came around and completely kind of revolutionized the submission process mm-hmm. and streamlined it and made it so much easier. And so everybody's kind of moved away from the without a box uh, aspect of Which things and are, are using Film Freeway. And you're seeing smaller, smaller um, companies and organizations for, for submitting to film festivals starting to pop up. Uh, there's, there are some from different continents um, that make it easier for filmmakers around the world to submit to film festivals that maybe don't have access to... Um, film freeway because limitations of the on the internet uh in specific countries and things like that um i've been able to uh get submissions uh from um filmmakers in iran even and watch them watch their submitted films which is pretty amazing because you know you make a movie in iran you're getting arrested uh so to even just be able to watch these films is pretty damn cool making a film in iran right you're 
have a camera and you're running around and you're hiding or you're, you know, shooting indoors or you're, you know, so it's, it's a whole different process. Hey, can you pause this for a second? Sure. Um, yeah, Iran, you're, so these films are in Iran, like they're just, are they just gor it's gorillas, like micro yeah. gorilla stuff? You know, anything coming out of a, a country that has such sanctions on uh, art and making art, anything that has any kind of high production value is state sponsored anyway. And right. so it's pretty much propaganda. Um, and, you know, you'll get that, you'll get that from a few countries around the world, um, uh, which is interesting because you'll see the, you'll see, uh, you know, the, the great thing about Film Freeway is I get an email every Monday mm -hmm. and uh, filmmakers are able to go in and, and, and spend money to get their stuff into emails to go around. And so I get a list of, of these featured projects every week. And so I can go in and literally check these projects out and kind of curate even just from a basic email that I get. So I can look and say, do I think people, you know, in the area would like that? Mm -hmm. um, if they do, I can go on, I can offer a, I can offer a submission discount with a click of a button. Um, and it's a pretty, it's Film Freeway is an amazing, amazing tool to have, um, not only from the standpoint of the filmmaker, but from, from um, a film festival standpoint. So do the filmmakers like know about you and they're like, I'm interested in this film festival. And then you just go, no, no, it's not going to work. Or are you just seeing like a list of things that like their algorithm has said, this is similar to other things you programmed? I don't really think it's set up that way um, because ultimately I do get submissions like every week um, that I've not, you know, I mean, obviously I have to market the film festival myself because, you know, through social media, I post every day on Twitter um, and uh, at least twice a week on like LinkedIn um, with a link to, you know, this, you know, the, uh, the site or our page on film freeway for filmmakers to submit to. So, I'm ultimately, you know, reaching out that way. And, you know, filmmakers will see that. They'll go, they'll check it out. They're like, oh, it sounds like a pretty cool little festival. I'll submit. So I do get that every week. You know, there, there's films coming in. Um, right now, we, uh, we, um, we're almost at, we're almost at our single season submission record uh in go, you know this and this is year five and we're not even to our regular deadline yet that's cool so for me it's growing every year at least and and i'm i'm i'm, I'm doing something right with it um obviously if you know maybe i was in a bigger city uh which i am now but ultimately the festival if the festival right. itself was in a bigger city it might you know have more of a draw but but at least i know that it's progressively I'm getting more interest in it's growing as far as um, submissions go. And um, so that's a nice, nice thing, but it's just a weird thing. And, and again, it comes back to whether or not we're going to actually be able to do it live this year. Yeah. So if you can't do it, you have to like refund a bunch of submission fees. Well, this is a big question that a lot of um, festivals are, are asking right now and are dealing with right now because there are filmmakers that are asking for their submission fees back once sure. a festival has um, decided that it's going to go online because then you have to think about a lot about um, premiere status you have to think about uh, 
um, how that festival is going to actually uh, do their festival online, whether there's a paywall for it, whether there's not a paywall for it. Um, and so it's a really, it's, you've taken like this whole festival industry and you've thrown all these different aspects of it into a bag and you've just kind of shaken it up and gone like, all right, dump it out. Let's see, see what the hell happens because nobody knows what's actually happening right now. So right. yeah, there are filmmakers that are asking for submission fees back. Uh, our festival um, is, is a small festival. So if I do have to go online, I'm going to have to use, because there are some companies that are, that are, like I said, um, developing ways to get the festivals online. Seed and Spark is one of them. And I right. love them so much over there and they're doing such a great job with it. And, but there is ultimately a price I have to pay uh, to onboard um, every single film into a platform like that for yeah. a virtual festival. So my thing is, because our festival is so small, I don't have the revenue that a regular, you know, Sundance would have, or sure. a. And so for me, anything that I get is is will end up having to go to onboarding costs to turn the festival virtual for a virtual. year. And so, am I going to feel bad about telling people they can't have their money back? Sure, that'll be horrible, but. I think uh, it might be the only way for the festival to survive if I, because if I cancel it, then I have to give everybody their money back and then everybody's going to be like, well, they canceled last year, so we're not going to submit. Right. And so, yeah, it's a Although really weird. Like this year people will be like, oh yeah, well this, everything got canceled last year. Right. Right. I don't know, man. It's just a weird, weird place to be in with, you know, the way that, you know, the world is right now. So. Do you think that the entities that figure out a way to keep going in this, even if it's in some weird way, do you think they're at a like distinct advantage for 2021? I do. I do because I think ultimately uh, the artists will look to, you know, look to these uh, things that have survived this and found a way to actually uh, happen for, for the event to actually happen through the course of, you know, a global pandemic. We'll look at those places and go like, well, they made a distinct effort mm -hmm. for our stuff to be seen. And so I think maybe they'll be like, well, they're, they appreciate us because they, they went and they went ahead and did that. And ultimately, they, you know, my, my film festival is about, it is smaller scale. It's not about making money. I don't even, I don't even charge, um, I don't even charge admission. So people can just come and watch the movies because that's what I wanted it to be. So um, that's another thing that I'll have to consider too. If I, if I do take it online, uh, whether or not I actually want to put it behind a paywall or just, you know, and that would have to be up to the filmmakers. Maybe I could do right. that distinctly with each movie. Um, that's but what again, Oxford is doing. You know, Oxford I, Film Fest is the filmmakers can decide how they want to geofence it. So right. yeah, that helps with premiere status and stuff like that. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's very very complicated. I don't think I, I don't think a lot of filmmakers um, who haven't, um, I guess, just in general, uh, who don't know the kind of the behind the scenes work that a festival you know has to do in order to mm -hmm. operate. Um, 
I don't think they're quite understanding how complicated this really is for film festivals. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just, I, because I'm, I'm reading some things uh, some, from some other film festival directors. Luckily, I haven't had to deal with, but some, some filmmakers are being real, real huge assholes. Well, to these film festivals who are just entirely have no idea how they're going to even make it to next year because of what's going on. But as a I'm filmmaker, surprised. as as a filmmaker to a filmmaker, we can be assholes sometimes. Yeah. It's just yeah. part of the part it's of the part thing, of, but it's part of the gig. It is. Yeah, it totally is. But um but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird situation. I'll let you ask some, ask, ask some more questions. All right. I'm sorry. You know I get I, off on tangents. That's fine. That's good. It, it, <laughs> it pads the runtime. Um, so one thing I saw, and this is something you might want to look into, is mm-hmm. restaurants have started turning their parking lots into drive-in movie theaters. Yeah. Because then... They have. Then you've got all the social distancing. You're just in your car. It works well for the restaurant because then the restaurant can serve food to people who are going to be there for two hours. So that might be a thing that you could use to at least salvage some of the film festival. You in know, a, so, you know, in more of a live venue. So I would ultimately, I would ultimately have to, you know, look at what's going on back home, see what restaurants are open, um, see about, you know, getting the equipment, uh, you know, in order to be able to do are that. Are there drive-in theaters still around up there? I think maybe the closest one would be like, I don't know if there's one in Brookville or, and that's, you know, that's, there's, yeah. I don't think there's anything uh, close to Oil City that would be able to uh, to be be used. Maybe Erie, I know there's one on the way to Erie, but that's like clear up in. So what you'd have to find is you'd have to find like a side of a wall or something. Side of a building, yeah. Yeah, and you could like set up, paint white. set up some big speakers and yeah or some some way to get the speakers inside the car um mm-hmm. like maybe be a a phone maybe like one of those little things that turns it's like a mini radio station you know yeah where people can just tune into the to a channel some a- am channel some yeah. am channel yeah so i mean i think there's ways to do it it's just it's just gonna have to get creative. And I think like you said, the people who get creative are gonna be the people who in 2021 or 2022, whenever this is over, yeah, are gonna go, know. people go, well. They really put the effort in, to, in the order effort to, in. And I think part to of it our is, stuff. If they can figure out a way to make this happen during the biggest clusterfuck of a pandemic in a hundred years, then they can probably figure out the little stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and then that it's probably they're probably kind of organized over there, or at least trying. Yeah, (laughs) is maybe so that might be something you want to look at. But I would look at what I appreciate that. Yeah, it's definitely something to look at. Yeah. Um, All right. So, what was my next question? So, okay. So, how is the part of the pandemic where you are at home going for you? Like, are you able to get things done? Are you just like? filled with existential dread all day like have you piled up four screenplays already like what's what's your process is it changing your process at all um the majority of the work that i have to do at the film festival itself is done online through film freeway anyway so i can literally work from anywhere in the world mm-hmm. and and that's that's fine that's taken care of um 
my person personally my stuff i'm i am working on a script right now i'm working actually working on three of them um but yeah i mean been drinking a little bit more um <laughs> i think that's common i think it is I, I it was funny because i was watching um a video that stephen colbert posted last night and his wife was there with him um running the camera and stuff like that and his eyes were just completely glazed over and everything that was coming out of his mouth was like almost non-stop rambling and i'm like nice. that dude's hammered like he's literally doing his job drunk right now for everybody Why and not? it's and it's so i could not stop laughing it was amazing um yeah I, I did a couple interviews um this past weekend uh with a couple of really cool filmmakers um that i look up to and those interviews will never see the light of day because i was literally shit tanked Oh, well, then they'll definitely see the light of day. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, we have to do this one. We have we to put that. We have to put this online. God. I'll have to go. I have them recorded on my computer, so I'll have to go back through. I might be able to, like, cut them enough to where it makes, yeah. they make, they make sense. But, uh, yeah, I get talking to those guys and, and, and everything goes out the window and, like, yeah, it's fun. It's just fun. It's a weird time, man. It's just it's a weird, strange, strange. Yeah. Are you like consciously avoiding writing screenplays about the pandemic? No, because one of the ones that I'm working on right now, which is a collaborative uh, piece that I'm doing with two other writers, um, is about life in the pandemic. Oh. Um, and it's three separate, um, uh, it's kind of like a small anthology. So it's three separate mm -hmm. sections, uh, feature length, hopefully, uh, three separate sections. Uh, all about um, life in the pandemic and with little things that kind of tie each section together. So it's kind of the, just a little anthology thing, um, which is, which is fun. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I, I think, I think we need to talk about it. I think maybe that, I think maybe as artists and as, you know, not just artists, but like as writers, I think it's our job to record history as we see it in the moment, um, regardless of, of how good or bad it is. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But, counterpoint. Yeah. Do you want to watch 500 submissions of two people locked in their Brooklyn apartment for a month next next year's uh, film yeah. festival like the, all i'm gonna get is like all short films about the pandemic yeah, yeah i know i'm i'm waiting for it i know it's gonna happen i know it'll happen yeah i mean it's I gonna feel be like, really strange because everyone's gonna do that i'm just like i can't even wrap my head around how terrible it's going i i've i know but i've already come to the conclusion that i'm gonna have to do it so yeah are you just gonna have a section or do you just say, no, all of them, you're all out. Fuck all y'all. It's just, I don't know. It depends on how good they are. Yeah. Who knows? I, you know, somebody could make this really great film about the pandemic and I could be like, well, I could either just shit on this movie and not include it, even though it's really awesome. Or I could just be like, okay, fine. You know, like- Just this one. Just this one. The just one. This... <laughs> the rest of you know, no right. more. It's right. like that, that kid's book, but no elephants, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's exactly like that. And then you end up with an elephant. 
<laughs> the end of it. All right. So when you get these three scripts, so you got these scripts, when you get out of this, mm -hmm. are you going to make them yourself or are you going to try to like, cause everybody, there's just going to be this mountain of scripts. I, I'm convinced there's going to be a mountain of scripts right. at the end of this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, especially with everything that's going on with the WGA right now too. Like, holy crap. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of that news, but go check it out online. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think I've never been one to ask permission to do things. Right. And I think that's important for people uh, to, to hear. Uh, you've been the same way. And I've always admired that about you. You'd never ask people permission to make a movie or write something or, and so, um, right, right. You know, yeah, we've never been people to go like wait around and, and maybe see if it's okay that I do this, but no, yeah, I mean, if, you know, and so, right. And so, I mean, it's probably just going to be me, me making more stuff. I don't, you know, I've always gone through these little spots in my life where I've thought like, okay, I'm done. I'm not making anything else. Um, but I think we all kind of go through that. It just, it's just part of who we are and we can't, can't we just can't get away from it. I'm going to be 80 years old, you know, directing my cat in something probably like, I don't, you know, like it doesn't matter. As long as I'm just, as long as I, I guess, as long as I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never been one in the, one in the, 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 the major studio scene. I mean, we did, we did take Circle Michigan's pilot script out to LA last year, which was fun and did a live read of that in front of some television executives, which was cool. Um, we are, oh, I guess I can make this announcement on here. Ooh. I'm going to put something online about it. Uh, we are doing a live Zoom reading of that episode. Uh, we'll be recording here um, on the 7th. Cool. And uh, we're getting, I'm getting both the actors that I had out in Los Angeles to do the two lead roles. Um, so that'll be fun to put online mm -hmm. uh, for people to see and, and, uh, and, and engage with, I guess, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's weird because like, I, I feel like I have 50 million things I want to do, but, I, and I just don't know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I guess is the time you just start accumulating things in terms of like <laughs> pages. Um, yeah. Or if you've got some sort of post of, this is what I, I told like four people this, this is what I would do if I were working on a project. I would have a post-apocalyptic movie, right? And mm -hmm. I would have recruited like seven filmmakers in seven different cities to go shoot B-roll right now. Oh, that'd be great. In empty yeah. cities. Yeah. I'd have someone like run, going through Times Square, completely empty in the middle of the day, mm -hmm. something like that. And it would be, <laughs> you know, and I don't even know what the rest of the movie would be, but that's, it would, do, it would be something like that where you could pull off this, you could always just cut away and use that stuff use that footage as insert and really i mean yeah. uh there's there's people doing things like that regardless right now even just mm -hmm. uh, there's uh there's a uh show on netflix that just started uh jk simmons is is uh is narrating and it it was um 
uh, coronavirus explained was the first episode of it and and uh it, it opens up with just like these drone shots of like downtown new york with nobody in it and it's like it's wow. creepy. they're they're doing this right now they're all still making stuff they're it will, and that will never not be creepy you know right yeah i agree you know like right now and you'd be like okay yeah i know what they did like it's not like vanilla sky where you're like holy shit how right. did they shut down new york city they, which they actually had to do to get that yeah. shot of tom cruise running through times right. square but like because you know you, we know that was fake you know like yeah that was actually fake you know they had to they had to shut it down but like nothing was happening or out of the ordinary i think it was like sunday morning at like 7 a.m or something yeah but now good. like if you're seeing footage from now that's being shot right now that you know is being shot right now mm -hmm. that's always going to be weird yeah yeah. yeah, I wonder if it'll date things, but maybe. Well, I don't know. Have you rewatched Contagion, by the way, through any of this? Yeah, we did watch Contagion the other day, and it was, I'm just sitting there going, we're doing better than them in a lot of different things. But right, like, you have to go wor way worst case scenario, I guess, when you're doing. Yeah, but then I'm like, this virus is what much worse. Like we got really lucky with ours because this one like kills you in like two days. Right. And it's ridiculous. And ours is like, oh, you won't have any symptoms for 10 days. And, <laughs> and it'll probably kill you. But you may or may not die. We no don't one knows. Know. Nobody so, knows. And it's a really fun thing where every morning my wife is like obsessed with this shit and mm -hmm. reading all of the things. And she like bought toilet paper in bulk in like February. Oh, nice. Yeah, she, you know, was one of the, she was one yeah. of those women going to the store and getting... No, she bought it on here. Amazon. Oh, no, that's good then. She, 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 wasn't, she wasn't like fighting with somebody in no, an aisle no. somewhere. No, she bought it. No, it's totally not her style. She bought it on Amazon <laughs> before the prices went up, before the price gouging, like mm -hmm. way of everybody. And then, and we just, so we just have toilet paper. Not like an obscene amount, just a case of it. Well, hey, and, at least so it's anyway, there. Worst yeah. case scenario, you have it. So anyway, she's reading all the stuff. So it's a nice thing where every morning she's like, did you know they found out that you can have a stroke? <laughs> and that's yeah. your symptom. You have no symptoms. You're a normal, healthy, 35 to 50 year old male and you there's, just die of a stroke. There's 20 year olds having like, strokes and dying because of it right now. I'm like, can you, can I have coffee first? Before right, you tell me this? before you scare the shit out of me for the day. Yeah, and man. I wonder why I'm drinking. I just don't, it's, it's weird because we've spent, I don't know if it's because we're so desensitized or whether or not we think we're just invincible or whether it's just the human condition to be skeptical or whether it's the fact that maybe humans are way less intelligent than we really hope or want them to be. Um, um, but I just, it's, it's very, very scary that it's not being taken as seriously as it, I, th I think it yeah. should be, so. I don't know. It's definitely not. Hi, buddy, you wanna be on maybe the it's, show? Maybe it's just a combination of those things. What are you doing, dude? He got in a fight with a rose bush the other day. Oh, and that's he lost. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah he lost. Yeah. <laughs> look at that red hair. You look like me when I was a kid. You say hi? Yeah, I do. <laughs>
All right. Well, let's try to wrap it up because I think I'm supposed to make dinner. That might be my cue. Oh, yeah, man. That's All right. Cool. So like, tell me one thing. Tell me where do you think we're coming out of this? What's, what's your going to be the big takeaway at the end of this bullshit? Uh, I think my big takeaway at the end of all of what is happening right now uh, is again, you know, uh, we're, we, I think, I think just as humans, we're going to maybe appreciate a little bit more of the things that we take for granted. And I think as artists, we're going to, I think it's really going to help art uh, thrive in, 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 in a sense, because it's hard for, artists who like to express experience uh, through their work uh, to not experience things, to be locked up in a, in a room. And, um, you know, coming out of it, I think people are going to have a lot of things to say and you're going to see maybe kind of a spike in creativity like that we haven't seen for a hundred years, which would be pretty damn awesome. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right, Matt, thank you for talking to me. Where can people find you on the old internet? Ye old internet. Um, you can go to Twitter. I'm at Matt Croyle on Twitter, uh, Matt Croyle official on Instagram. And you can, uh, you can go ahead and just even send me an email at hello at robotblonde.net. And you can submit to the oil Valley film festival, which may or may not happen. Right. Remember. Right. Oil city, Pennsylvania. We'll definitely figure it out though. Who knows? Something will happen. All right. Thank you, Lucas very much. Thank you.